0: We don't
1: want to grow. Hello, and welcome back to Grin and Bert podcast with me, Rebecca. And we're back as usual with what is becoming just the regular trio, which is Chris Heath.
2: Hope that's not a dusty idea. No, it is group. not your best buddy in the whole world what?
1: well I know well she's doing uni so she's busy she's self
2: kind of smart
1: day? I know well this is true and James Perry
2: I- You. <laughs> <laughs> I just. You, he's not live on the toilet do <laughs> I don't know why I've done that but it's funny that was class <laughs> I want that so, as my ringtone
1: ringtone well that's, that's a great that's, that's a so <laughs> <laughs> i he going
2: on to to "You
1: So I've got two questions for this one. The first question is a deep question. Not going to lie, for and it sake. is: What is your biggest regret? There you go.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa! Biggest regret? Uh huh. After After Kevin Young, <laughs> From my <a> man. <laughs> Perfect. Come on in. Is it okay? Is it Rebecca? Come on in. And he's got no
0: shoes no, no shoe, on uh, yeah no, no shoes on <laughs> um, that's a very deep question he's just asking should we just let the guest answer it first yes. to give us a bit of breathing space Kevin so, has yeah.
1: just came in so the question I've just asked Kevin is what is your biggest regret I know what the is going to be too. can I be a real arse
3: yeah go ahead
2: Dickie
3: has are
0: you just going to say that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is when you play Robbie with those, No regrets. <laughs> well, it's really interesting
3: because I've just been speaking to someone there about the idea of, uh, well, you know, probably regrets due with things like not getting up early enough to get those tickets for that concert that I wanted to go to, you know, okay. which is ludicrous which is, which is and, and ridiculous, you know, uh, but when you talk about regrets, to me, regrets are something that would... Uh, linked very closely with shame okay, and guilt,
1: mm-hmm. they're not good
0: things to, to hold on to. The question
1: doesn't exist, does it? Do you does have any regrets? I
0: don't. I think, yeah? If you asked me five years ago, it would have been wrecked with regrets, but now because I'm a different frame of mind, you know I don't.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the only... An example five years ago would have been that it didn't have the typical student life, right? Yeah. Because of... I went to uni and all that there, but didn't do the stereotypical thing. But on the only side of the coin was, was my mum was ill and I didn't do the stereotypical student thing because I was looking after her. So what's the biggest regret? Not having to do that extra time with my mother or not having the student mm-hmm. life. That was an example of what I would have thought about five years ago, but now <laughs> nah.
2: Now I haven't seen him all week. He's been down in Freshers week. <laughs> down in Elms. I am just simply topless round. <laughs> I am just simply promoting the student lifestyle. At the, age, coach.
0: at the age of 40 I
2: didn't actually
1: do I didn't do any of the freshers either and I do not regret it one bit
2: can um, I just say I don't freshers like every year for the fucking 10 <laughs> <laughs> <Did> years <you remember? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> so it's not you didn't miss out on like, no no, I don't want it like you probably missed out on like the End of night eighteen. Did I still do? Uh, in the band. did I still do the poster seal? I still no, love it. In the union, aye. Except the poster seal. I walked Queens. in when I first. I didn't know there was a poster seal, and I because they took us up from tech up to visit Queens one time, and I, <laughs> I just, like, just walk in. Where's the poster seal? I'm like fucking walking. on <laughs> You're <a laughs> walking on the bouncer. Yeah. I, I just I walked in. I just walked in, and I was like fucking in like gladiator the and yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no regrets.
1: regrets no regrets they're, funny. they're a funny
3: thing now your regrets uh, yeah they're they're, uh, they're not they're, I, I, I think if you have any of them then you should very quickly
0: but the big thing is there's no point to them yeah, yeah. because you can't change the damn thing yeah there's no point you in can't you do it moving forward you can do what you want yeah but that was very deep for the first that question that was very
1: deep. well the second one isn't as deep but
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so do you think it's better working as part of a team or on your own? Or is it both beneficial? Like, do you prefer to be in your own in certain creative paths? Or is a team what it's all about? Because I know whenever I was in uni, I would have preferred the work on my own just because I knew most of the team members that were involved with me never turned up and they always just didn't pull their weight. And that's why sometimes I feel I'm better working on my own. But doing this, I prefer to do it obviously as collective because... You get That's to, learn it. You learn have to find don't get the out. right team. Yeah.
2: Depends on the right people. If the right people around you, you're unstoppable. You know, it's like taking that, uh, I keep on talking this, I don't know why, but this DISC personality oh, test. Personality test yeah. And I wasn't aware of it and I took it and uh, I was in a group of people who took it. And they, basically, DISC is like, what is the... Dick. He like, <laughs> gets shit done He basically says where is it now I want, want it yesterday which is our friend Kaya she's high on the D, D uh, part I, 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 I I'm fucking so high on the I I'm nearly falling off the circle and then I'm kind of an S as well you, you're an S aren't you Let's see. no I'm C I'm conscientious conscientious person who fills out the, paper, the paperwork the detail and does the accountancy okay. stuff And but that's what I'm saying if you had a, a team full of all I's you are all creative people. What's an I Nothing I ever gets done. What's an yeah. I just
0: the people in Azerbaijan? Someone
2: for an I is like someone who's very creative. Yeah. Mile, What's S? S is maybe strategic. Yeah, strategy. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. thinking. C is conscientiousness. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying if you had a if you had a team full of Ds then they all would fighting each other. Do you know that sort of thing? If you have a team full of Cs Control-X. then do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like we all have some parts then. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like
1: but can one person be the one? Like, can they be the no, whole No,
2: there's, there's not. There's, apparently, you can't. Okay. What we all have it in us. I would say certain cases. people have certain percentages of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't if you want. To, I so could, not. imagine if you had a team, then they put a team together in this experiment mm. of all people who fitted in as a team. You know, you had your D, you had your I, your S, and C, and we're able to work like that. Mm. But then they put loads of eyes together and they couldn't fucking agree on anything. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. dominant. Uh, in and,
3: and spectral supportive and cautious, yeah. You can take, the, you can take that on a hint, just look for the desk conscientious, mm-hmm. dominance, uh, steadiness, and influence.
0: There you go. But I also think there's other factors that impinge on whether you, know you are part pin- of uh, a team <laughs> or not. I don't know if
2: it's because of it sounds in like other words. <laughs> what? Oh, god, <on>, no,
0: because I am.
2: <laughs> Why did you say that? Why did you say
0: that? What is this? <laughs> that's de- I'm right. I must stand it live on her. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Um, that is the uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the Shavin' podcast.
2: That's fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she came. This is a girl who's was in helping me there. Um, she fucking gave me a coffee. She put loads of shit on it. And the fucking coffee ended. And I go, like, hey, like, "Yeah." She only really told me after she thought I'm drinking the coffee. She's away home and all. And I said, Did you put how much coffee did you put in? And I said, oh, I'll put too much in it. But I forgot to tell you. And I feel like high as a character, yeah. I'm drinking more of it now.
0: But I so I think it's certain qualities that impinge on the way that you become a team player or not. And maybe the level of priority that you have in whatever task. And the only reason why I give you an example. So I used to be an audit manager for a firm called Grant Thornton, right? And I had this audit which was probably one of the most complex set of accounts in the north. It was head wrecker. Mm. So any of the hard work, what did I do? I didn't get my team to do it. I'd done it. Because I knew it was a court case potentially ready and to did happen. So I knew it was going to be right if i done it. Mm-hmm. But what was the problem with that? Well, number one, I stressed myself out to the health. Getting all this stuff had to be right. Number two, I wasn't doing my team any service at all because I weren't learning from it. Yeah. And that's where I'm very different now. But actually today, with me doing the lectures in university, because I've got to put people into groups now, and especially some of the international students and foreign students, I have got to now try and match up with the relevant people who are going to support them mm-hmm. through the journey. Because if they are going to be in their own, they're screwed.
2: And would you recommend that this treatment or that this assessment? Are <sighs> you thinking of really, doing that?
0: No, maybe the careers development module. might but there's different ones. There's marriage Briggs, and there's it's all different. Yeah, I did the Myers Briggs one. Sorry, I know I haven't even
3: answered your question, but I did the Myers Briggs one and you you answer the questions and it gives you a score. You ever done one before and you kind of reveal it. Yeah. you pull the the sheet out from the inside Mm -hmm. and it says, You are whatever you are, you know. And I did mine. Uh, It was for going to Jordanstown, going to a degree like three or four years ago Uh, and filled it all out and then opened it and it revealed me as an introvert. Okay. And I was like, Sorry, excuse me, big word, uh, this seems to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> I That, that has me going as, as an introvert. I was like, can't be, can't, can't fucking possibly be an introvert. And the, the girl, I was like, well, maybe you've added it all. Let's look at your scores again. Let's, add, let's see what you've done and added it up And she it all up. She's like, no, you're an introvert. Uh, and it was only then that I kind of, to me, an extrovert is someone who's uh, flamboyant, wears mm-hmm. bright clothes, has tattoos, uh, piercings, that type of thing. And an introvert is someone who is very quiet, closed, giant, closed, and, and stays, stays out of the road, you know. And she described it really well. She, she, she described an, an introvert and an extrovert. She described an extrovert as being like a solar power calculator. Okay. So you have to take it out mm-hmm. to get it charged up. Yeah. Yeah. And when you bring it inside... You can use it for a wee while and then its batteries will run down bit. and it'll be really low. And you have to bring it out into yeah. people again to get charged up. Whereas an extrovert, she said, would be like uh, like a laptop mm-hmm. where you bring it out to use it, but then as you use it outside, its energy runs down. So out of the people, its energy runs down, and you have to bring it in out of the way to get charged up. So when she described that, I was like, well then that's then I, I am an introvert yeah. because I am the sort that you bring me out. And that's the last that I were to bring me out and I know people that people
1: don't love being there, but I'm going to there we I mean, I'm like, fuck this, I need to go in. I one hundred percent agree. That's
0: me sure. And then would yeah. you slip into being <laughs> slightly introverted then? If you were an good or in certain... I I would say I, I, I see the
2: introvert in me. Yeah,
0: no, i, I do I do see it in me. I I'm that is an omnivert. And I would say I'm not, I'm an omnivert, which it means as you're an introvert in certain circumstances and an extrovert in other circumstances. I'm definitely it like, depends on what set I'm in. I
2: remember one time um, is, yeah, I'm an extrovert which yeah, I but I am um, Exactly what you're saying too. Remember one time, you didn't really know me. So you always see me as this person. I was, and I was in a situation where, where people were there and he said to me, i never seen you so quiet. Do you remember this dude? i I'd never seen you so quiet in my life. Do you remember this? You said that to me. You said that to me. And I'm like, that's how I am. I actually am. Did you know the people? No. But that's... It takes a wee bit of time to warm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like that. Exactly. People, like people in a crowded room and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's... but. To use rockets and fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, whenever,
1: whenever, like, if I start work and meet new people, I would maybe, even if I'm in all week and I speak to them in the first day, then the next day I come in, it kind of resets and it still takes me about five to ten minutes to warm up to them. And then it kind of repeats that until it starts to dwindle away. But it does take me a lot of time to actually yeah. say or do things with people, you know what I mean? Right.
3: I like I like being on a team though. I do like being yeah. on a team. So long as so long as you're allowed to express yourself mm-hmm. and bring and bring what you can to the team. Yeah. You know, and so long as others can do the same and not feel threatened by someone else expressing themselves, you know, on, on that team. Uh, I think if you appreciate that everyone has different skills and advocates okay. and talents mm-hmm. and you allow them to shine, that's cool and mean yeah. if you don't feel threatened by other other people, you know. Uh, I I think being on a team's like it's great crack, you know, it's
2: good fun. Uh. I found with that, the person on the team, and there was a, this guy who was like really high on the D. think, part of it, you know, and he was um, he, he was just giving off with certain things started. I was like to myself, I'm not going to get on this guy, because, you know, they, the detail, they really went into detail, they give us like a fucking like 10 page, how to even talk to different personality types, you know, how yeah, my yeah, yeah. Uh, type of talk, but... I thought, I am not gonna get on this guy, he's just too dominant, you know, yeah. and just fucking but the second day he sat down and I would have him I would love to be in any of his teams. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's brilliant having that person like that they take that pressure off and he who, who just gets shit done too yep. while I can be an eye and create and come with ideas and then they, they it was powerful. So mm-hmm. I, I I love to be on a team that's it's kind of terrible expressed. so people listen as well. Mm-hmm
0: it's part of what I'm doing in the university. So I'm taking an accountancy module for University of Ulster's MBA program. And so it was the first lecture yesterday, and it's 100% assignment, right? So I've read this massive, really massive assignment. It's group-based. And because there's like, in the room of 20, there's like eight from India, and there's like two from uh, Egypt, and there's two from Japan, and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. I'm fascinated to see how culturally. Now, mm-hmm. I know that I, have, I can't put all the Indians together, because that's not fair on them they have to mix them up because different levels of English yeah. and stuff like that? And there's one bit that I had to tell them yesterday, a thing called the free writer problem. Okay. The free writer is that if you've got five or six in a group, one will sit back and do nothing and get all the credit and the marks from the group. Mm-hmm. So what they do, how they counteract kind of this, is that you get marked This is peer review. So every method is brilliant.
2: Oh, that's a every member
0: has to give a mark. And if someone gets lower than 100% of a contribution to somebody else, they'll be questioned. So it's amazing how the group dynamic has been monitored by peer review. Very interesting, Mike. But I think there'll be a couple of people who'll struggle, mm-hmm. struggle.
1: I wish they had that when I was there. Because we all got more, the same mark, no matter... Like, there was two of us in the group that pulled our weight and completely. And you were just sitting
2: back going, you... No,
1: and the people, <laughs> the people that didn't pull their weight got the same mark as us because we did the work, uh, and that like piss me off <laughs> yeah that makes me angry so working as a team working your own have both got their advantages now that's what we're saying
2: that's something, certain indeed what do you think of Grin and Barrett saying Ken class <laughs> class that's class <laughs> on a podcast where no one can see it all had good
3: faces
2: <laughs> for a podcast exactly
0: absolutely have a face for radio indeed
2: I think that's a nice I shirt, James. Well, I, I like that. I I well. huh? You use that for one of the, your talks, haven't you? For your videos? Yeah. yeah. Right,
1: try. Right, here we go. So that was the end of the questions. But, Kevin, you might not know this. We do have a Flashcard Friday round, which is different topics, and you give your opinion or just one word of advice on it. Mm-hmm. So the first one is money. Any advice or one word you feel? About money,
3: but don't be letting me look after it after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, uh, we're in that team situation from are yep. on. Get somebody else to do the fucking money, right? <laughs> because yep. uh, yeah, I am. Um, it, 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 it's funny because it, uh, it means it means everything, but it means fuck the me thing at yep. the same time. Do you know what I mean? And and that's a dangerous thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, kids and mortgages and things to do, but on the other hand, I'm like, I couldn't give a flying fuck about money. Yeah, uh, that's 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 my
2: advice is don't be asking me for any advice <laughs> so that's, that's advice you give on that I'm trying to make me think of that what's that quote in the office that your face gives from Desiree
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you look at what I'm
2: doing. remember the, remember
0: the one I said well, the lady, other night. We'll
2: yeah. Well, yeah, here's a
0: good one
3: though. It was, it was, uh, I like this one. it was your man uh, USA uh, Khabib McGregor. Oh, no, Khabib Mer- 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 or whatever. What's his name? Khabib. And he was he said which I thought was a real cool quote. He said, uh, and he's Russian, but I'll not do a Russian accent. Uh, he said, <laughs> when you've got money in your hand, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah. He says, when you've got money in your head,
0: that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I was like, I really like that. That's class. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, see yeah, somebody yeah. somebody had Kabiba put a Kilkenny jersey on him? No. Hi, ah, he was oh prancing at UFC with Kilkenny. <laughs> 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 class. Um, money. My opinion has completely changed in the last 10 years. I was money obsessed 10 years ago. Mm. Um, I wanted a quarter million pound salary. That's what I was going for. And now it's like, girl, Gary Vee, you love him or you hate him or you agree with him or you might disagree with some things. Do you want to have 100 grand a year and be miserable as sin or do you want to have 50 grand a year and be happy? Mm-hmm. There's my philosophy's changed in that. And in UK, I know me and you, Kevin, have spoken a load of things about, you know, multiple sources of income and doing things that you enjoy and try and get different elements of money mm-hmm. coming out from different places. And I would tend to, I've always been quite sensible with money in that I've always saved a set percentage of sorry. Yeah. Always. I used to drag debit into this savings account that was locked away. You mm-hmm. couldn't get it online or nothing. So I used to be able to do that. Yeah. Money, yes, it's not to be all and end all, but be sensible to you because you do need it. Yeah. You can't be naive either. Like. Yes. So. And if you want, I mean, again, from my
3: spiritual and emotional mentoring point of view, it is money is currency, currency is energy, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to allow energy to flow because if energy doesn't flow, then it's fucked. It yeah. not work and the same with money so you have to you have to allow it into your life and a lot of people have a lot of issues with, with allowing money into their lives and you have to be able to let it go as well mm-hmm. and that's, that's what it's for it's, a, yeah. it's for that it's for that movement and that, that flow so yeah let it in and let it out I'll uh, change my advice from, from earlier on <laughs> let it in and let it out that's my advice yeah, allow it in and allow it out
2: money don't make the world go round I'm reaching up for a higher ground <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have that on his <laughs> desk? He had it printed out. Do you, remember, do you
0: remember the all my sentence during the week? Different drinks, different needs. Remember that? That's true, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> He's brilliant. He's brilliant.
0: David Brandt is an absolute legend.
2: <laughs> I know it off my heart. I know every penny that's going in and out because and I'm self-employed. So I know the difference, but as Kevin and James are saying, it. it's like energy. It's like, you know, when I know my mental health, or whatever you want to say, your peace of mind. Mm is good when I have money in the account, mm-hmm. but when there's nothing there I'm like fuck fuck fuck, fuck yeah. and then you know so maybe if you have that peace of mind that, that state of mind it might come your life more you know yeah and Chris that's a big
3: question because then what you're saying is you're you're allowing your state of mind or your mental wellness to be dictated by your bank balance yeah, absolutely right. fuck me if that no, right. shouldn't state your emotional well being it should be it, you know the last thing is it should, should uh, direct your emotional well being your backbones, mm. yeah, but, but it does. But and, and does like it
2: does. But, but then, also, when I have that bad feeling, it, it's no better motivation. It's, it motivates me, and maybe that's wrong. But it motivates me. Fuck, I better go and do something. Yeah. And then sometimes when I have one bank, i'm like, you yeah, know, fucking right, not <laughs> that feeling, cock or anything. I just, and then maybe take the foot off the pedal a wee bit, you know, that sort of thing. But when there's fuck all there, and like straight out of bed, six o'clock in the morning. Let's get fucking, let's yeah. get on. You, know, you know, let's get going.
1: I think that's why I love, like, as we talked about in previous podcasts, I love a budget because I always do a budget and what money I need, like important money to pay my car and stuff like that. But that makes me feel good because I know I can, I've got the money and I can afford my own car and freedom and independence to do things. And I've also got money left over to go on holidays and do the things that I can do. But, yeah, I think... Money is important, but also, I don't think someone necessarily with a bigger bank balance is happier than someone with definitely a bank balance. Definitely yeah.
0: not. And it's a, it's a generational thing. I, was, ugh, I could talk about this for, for days, but like my dad, everybody knows I mentioned all the bloody time, but my dad wouldn't have that much dough up to give you know, he doesn't have relative terms very much compared to most. Mm-hmm. He owns his wee house, and that's the most precious thing he has. Yep. And for somebody who wouldn't be wealthy in the conventional sense, he goes for a walk down... The promenade in Newcastle I made him go for a wee fry and he's the happiest man you've ever yeah. met whereas I had a boss who I worked for an accountancy firm 10 years ago who I'm not going to mention names like, but he worked every hour God sent yeah. and it's serious money multi-millionaire was he happy? I don't think he was
1: yeah
0: that's but it's all to do with priorities too like I'm very much I would spend a lot of my money on holidays mm-hmm. but to go and see things on achievements and stuff like that and that's the thing for me yeah. that's what different your is mm.
1: the next one is pets that's a complete different flip but that's the next one that's come up
0: I, I had a pet goat
1: did you actually? It was it called Billy?
0: called well, Jodie Jodie died after about six weeks because my dad thought it'd be great to keep the grass down but the friggin thing didn't discriminate in anything in the garden and it fucking had everything everything <laughs> edges <laughs> plants ivy, I probably died about even poison or something do
1: you like goat's milk? it's nice it doesn't taste right, no well. oh,
3: good cheese oh good cheese is great yeah. yeah pets are class I think pets we've two dogs and uh, possibility of getting a third
1: okay
3: you're extending the family Kevin yeah say it again
0: you're extending the family extending
3: the family yeah. yeah pets are class love animals I think pets are good I could. I can't really imagine a home I can't really imagine a home without Bloody a pet, pet. yeah and I agree like, like when our pets and they, like we're going all that whatever we're away in there and get them we call it the doggy hotel if they go to the dog and you're, know, we're back at night and they're not there. It's it's weird. You know, mm. there's something missing. There's yep. know, even energetic. I don't know. There's just there's just something not right in the house. You like where's the dogs? So I think pets, pets are class. I think I will always the dog.
1: But you do feel great. Like I w- I got a kitten last year. I rescued from one of the homes in Belfast. And every day I come in from work, she is straight in or straight down the stairs, straight to me. And, like, there's nothing better than being like, yay, someone yeah. loves me. <laughs> and as
0: that, a and that's a cat? Yeah. Wait until it gets older.
1: Well, it's about, it's, she's coming home. with be grand.
0: cat, they fed
2: themselves. I know what they do. My cats love them. <laughs> diddles and doodles.
1: Is it seriously? Yeah, diddles and
2: doodles. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, their mother turned up at the door one day and was pregnant, and obviously was really badly treated. Mm. So, um, she had the kittens one like, knocked over some something the guy when they were kittens just, just was born mm-hmm. and then the other two stayed so the next door neighbour took Bobby who was the other who was the mum and I, uh, they've been there ever since like diddles and doodles they're really legends they're, they're 8 years old Aww. but they're real characters you know you have yeah. like people say animals don't have per- they have fucking mm-hmm. personalities do you see any- anybody that says that about animals doesn't, doesn't have, have an animal yet. Yeah. Doesn't have a soul.
3: Cause yeah. we, we have two dogs. Uh, Tessa is a, an older girl. She's about 11, 12, now. Class dog. She's a collie, collie spaniel cross. Really regal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was an old lady who said to me, "Oh, those dogs are class. They wouldn't ask you for anything." And she doesn't. Yeah. Like she would, she would sit there and starve to death before she would harass you for some deed. Do you know what I mean? She just, just a So and she's very. She's very affectionate and, and very regal and, and loves loves the love and you know and we have another wee dog, he's called Ollie. He's a wee on Jack Russell thing. He's about five. He couldn't give a flat fuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 and
3: I mean swear to God, and I I've, like we first got him when I thought he was deaf. Right? Because you'd be like, Ollie, 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 come here, Ollie, Ollie. I just fucking point blank Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't, just wouldn't look anywhere near you. But yet you could be down in the back room and open a packet of crisps mm-hmm. like, go, boom. and he go and he'll just be like he and not deaf at all he just point blank ignores you he's just like oh, fuck off <laughs> uh, and the, the difference in personality is amazing like they're mm-hmm. two absolutely different personalities and people just don't when you don't have animals you don't see that yeah. people say it about horses and people say it about uh, dolphins people say it keep chickens yeah. they're about chickens and, and all sorts of animals that are all different types and
2: personalities, and, and I totally ended it, I absolutely yeah. think that they, they are. I taught the, one of the cats to say hello, and like, the next door neighbour, <coughs> oh, do you think it's crazy, the cat walks by and says hello.
1: Oh. Oh. I need video evidence of this. No,
2: and the next door neighbour like, uh, was at the door, and the cat walked past and then hello to the next neighbour, next door neighbour said, like, oh, The cat to say hello to me it's true it's true You're well I've said
1: I've said in the podcast before for three years now there's been a fox following me and my brother around Delmite for three years and he's now brought his four cubs and the missus and that's we call of. him Fred and he comes out every night whenever we call him and he gets the food and he follows us for the four miles the whole way around
0: that's unbelievable yeah it's class this fox is it's very amazing. very yeah. Yeah. So awesome. we have a fox in our garden because there's, there's a fox run. you can actually see I the thought you were the only twas. fox
2: in <laughs> There's, not quite
0: a silver fox. There, there are no foxes in Nottingham. to minimal foxes, um, but there's the fox run, so you can actually see the, the tracks mm-hmm. running the top field out through the hedge. Yeah, there's that. We've also got a hedgehog, um, <laughs> a beaver, a so up, up, Chris. Pets? Don't even no, say no. yeah, She said pets. I know, what, oh, but oh, we, don't have, we don't have. We don't. We don't have fe- pets. There's animals around our place. Mm-hmm. You look at the when you see cows and shit. that horses and all that. So we don't have a set pet, but we have... Do they infringe on each
2: other? What? Do they infringe on each what other? What
0: do you mean? Hedgehog
2: versus
0: cow? up <laughs> 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 with some cross
1: <laughs> The next one, and it's the last one, is... Well, actually, there's three here, but one of them is death. But that's a wee bit, maybe too deep to go. Just no,
3: want to do death? I, I, I love
1: talking with death.
0: Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's right. death. I do death. <laughs> <laughs> See, death, right, so... We've
1: gone on a fucking seance. The, <laughs> right. the last one is death. Hold on, we're getting the cows okay, right here. hold
0: on, we're, freaking, we're talking about the Banshee anyway.
1: I know, well, that's true. So, so
3: death is one of the... Life. One of the... Death, <laughs> death, death is life. Because death, death is one of the really important concepts of Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And the idea of death and... When you meditate, a Buddhist spend an awful lot of time meditating on the idea of death. Because if you can if you can come to terms with the idea that uh, death is coming, and it's a big deal with it, you know, death it's 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 impermanent, the same as anything else in Buddhist theology. But if you imagine, let right, say say that we're having this conversation now, mm-hmm. and if I was to say, this is it, so this is the last conversation we're gonna have. Mm-hmm how would you leave it? If I was to say to you, James, I'm going to be dead tomorrow, it was lovely meeting you, you'd want to make sure that fucking everything that you were was cleared up. Mm Yeah. And if you can, if you can accept death and live your life with the realisation that death is coming, how much do you enjoy life? How much do you enjoy living when you know that death is on the way? And it is fucking on the way. It's Mm -hmm. on the way to everybody. And how, I mean, would you, would you walk away and leave an argument hanging uh, would you walk away? Would you be upset that you know the waitress took an extra two minutes to bring your coffee? You you, you certainly wouldn't. I mean, it really puts things into perspective when you can think that death's coming. So death is a really death is a really motivating and inspiring and enlightening thing to meditate on and think about, and it just makes you really enjoy being alive.
1: I know? think just as you say that about clearing things up, if customers even come in to where I work, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, if they're having a bad day, I kind of phrase it like. If I dead. don't, No, if I don't ever see them again, or even family members, even if you are having an argument, I like to tear it up, because what happens? They could go out the next day and be in a car crash, and you're going to regret it for the rest of your mm. life if you had a stupid argument with them, and I don't know what I would do without my brothers, to be honest, and if I ever end at something, and something God forbid happened to them, I don't actually, I couldn't live with myself, I don't think, whereas I... If we do have an argument, we always clear it up. And I've not once, I can say, with my oldest brother, ever fell out with him because I call him Yoda because he's always been there for me. Yeah. yeah
3: I, if, if, I, if I find it, these boys here know that I like to write uh, stupid wee poems every now and again. Okay. Right? If I can find this poem, you talk about it. If I can find this poem, I'll read it to you. If
0: you look at every single major world religion, the dominant theme is death. Mm-hmm. Or, I'll rephrase it, the dominant theme is salvation before you die. Right, or going to the next life, or whatever that may be, you know, Jesus rose from the dead.
1: Yeah,
0: I went to Varanasi, which is India's, which is the Hindu holy city, which in theory every Hindu has to go to before they die.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and whenever they die, a true Hindu has to be cremated in Varanasi, and part of their ashes is is scooped into the Ganges, which is their holy river, and then the other part is taken. And believe it or not, if you're going to travel back home and they're taking their ashes with with them, the family, they put it in a wee jar and have it sitting in another seat and nobody else is allowed to take the seat because it's still seen as a person. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, the whole existence of humanity is predicated on death because there's two certainties, right? Two certainties on this world. Number one, you're going to die and number two, you're going to pay tax.
1: <laughs> I think that's um, true. Whenever... I was younger and my uh, granddad died when I was 10. i He was the first person that I ever knew in our family to die. And I had a complete freak out. I was like, I don't want to die. Am I going to die tomorrow? Uh, there's so many things I haven't done. And I still get a bit like that every now and again. I'm like, oh my God, there's certain things I haven't done. But again, that motivates me to be like, right, I'm going to do this. You've only got one life. Here we go. Let's do it. But yeah, death just, it doesn't scare, it kind of scares me a bit. But in the sense, it's going to happen. So there's no point worrying about it.
3: I'll, 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 for this exclusive, first name i ever been read.
1: Okay. It could be a
3: fucking pair of for all I know, but, but I really want it. If this was it, how long would you sit in the presence of the ones that you love? A second a minute, an hour or a day, long enough to realise there's no more to say. If you got the tap on the shoulder and told, Time's up, you'll not get any older, would you worry and stress and regret? Would you make an effort to fix all those times you were a dick, saying things that were from a position of fear? Those times that you shouted, berated or clouded your kids, your friends or yourself, would you cry in despair at relationships ruined because you thought, I'm important, you're not? Or would you look back with fondness at those you'd inspired, encouraged, helped and were selfless? It's the connections you create, the risks that you take, the joy and the love that you make. Whether in business, at home, in the pub in the street, To love and be loved is the ticket we need when it's time for our maker we meet. So let's take this chance right here and right now and all that we do and say, sincerely my friend, my partner, my colleague, myself, you are my business and I love you. Because it might be your time tonight, tomorrow, the next day or two, and you might not get another chance to say I love you.
2: So if this was it
3: and your days were up, have you taken from others all that you need? Or have you stooped and
1: filled up their cup? then well, we That did. was a
3: bit A bit of
2: editing required in that poem, but that's yes, yes good for me. Mm. I'm Chris? I'm in the day. No, I'm really just, uh, well, know I, I, you, Do you think of it? Yeah, definitely. Nobody's ever come back to tell us what it's... <laughs> <laughs> that's true, true. No matter what psychics or anybody's tell tells you, there's no proof. Maybe there is proof, and I haven't... You know, I, I don't know. I've never seen any proof of it, so... That doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or whatever. I think I sit on the fence. and probably probably sixty, forty, nothing happens and you die, you die and that's it. Yeah. But there's always that forty percent where it's like, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe there is another plane mm-hmm. and maybe we are energy and and you go off into the but just I just don't believe in the big fucking white guy with a beard in the fucking sky, uh looking down at the party gates and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um but there's, there's something because life is everywhere and you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything dies and comes back. I don't know, that's sort of this sort of thinking and all, but i I'm, I'm confused about it. I'm confused yeah. about it. And some other times I'm not so confused about it. That's right,
0: so Irish people have got a funny relationship with death. You know the number of people who love walking around a graveyard. mean? Mm. Right. People are fascinated with walking yeah. around the graveyards and go and tell stories with people. You look at an Irish wake. A proper Irish wake isn't mourning someone's death, celebrating somebody's life. Yeah. You know, it's a funny, funny way of it. Mm-hmm. You know, even in Ireland, there was the concept of the professional mourner. You ever hear of that? Yes, you I. Were did. in probably more Victorian times. You employed a woman to come, and the more prosperous you were, you employed people to come and wail and cry at your funeral because the more mourners you had, the more successful you were deemed.
1: In Killay there was these two old ladies. I think they might be dead now, but they were always known as the deaf Ladies because they would have went around and got collections and stuff. Like, and they would have, you know. I don't know whether this happened across car but in Killalea, the parish would have passed around the Statue of Mary. Aye. And, yeah, they still do that. Where still you would have Yeah. And the death ladies would have done the collections for the funerals. So, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: My uncle probably organised that uh, thing it's around Jared Killalea. 7. Who is it? Tommy McCombs, right around.
1: Why? Yeah. yeah. My uncle. Oh, yeah. Step up. Um That was the only three I have. Although... There is one more and it was you actually told me to keep it from the tin right. until Kevin was here okay. and the topic was fear. Have you got any thoughts or any advice on fear?
2: How long have we got? That's <laughs> the reason why. Yeah, Blake, that's <laughs> we have opened, good, yeah. we have the, opened
0: the Pandora's Stroke Taylor Swift box. <laughs> Off, uh, off, <laughs> that's a fucking good quote. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. That is it. You. That's what
2: should be it should be Just him saying you've opened the Vendora fucking Taylor <laughs> box. I <box."> was <laughs> a cracker. That's a good what Taylor it
0: Pandora's mm-hmm. box of uh, intrigue with Mister Mister Joe.
3: And I suppose it depends what we're talking about. So
0: if talking about fear,
3: so if if a if a if a, if a, if a tiger walk into this room, mm-hmm. we should all fear. Yeah. Right. We should all have fear and be afraid and get out of the way pretty quickly. That's fear, right? That's real fear. Mm-hmm. That's, we should be, should be afraid of that sort of thing. But most people live their lives consumed by emotional fear or uh, a lack of faith. And when I say faith, I mean faith in themselves, mm-hmm. faith in their abilities, faith in their uh, attributes and skills, and, and faith in their ability to love and be loved. But most people live in a state of fear. And what fear does is it constricts us and restricts us and, and reduces our ability to respond to the world. Mm-hmm. And it's an emotional thing, a biological thing, a physical thing, a nervous thing, uh, and it completely fucks a whole lot of people up. Uh, and fear is usually given to you from somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's usually not even your fear. Yeah. So somebody has passed you a fear. So you're really living out somebody else's fear. Okay. And fears, if fears are one, that if you can, if you can rid people of fear, and I mean that that fear of what will happen, what will people think, what will, what will do if, uh, if you can help people manage that and understand that, they can live really fulfilling and joyful lives, you know, mm-hmm. and really peaceful lives. And but most people have this fear, transgenerational fear, fear that's maybe three or four generations old, mm-hmm. that's been passed to them. And somebody says here, yeah, there's a big fucking bag of fear. Why don't you hang on to that and see how you get on. And most people
1: do. See, the reason why I ask you that is because I have this, I've probably said this before whenever Brooke was here, this fear all the time. And I get so down about it that, like, I'm not actually going to find anybody and, you know, have a family and stuff like that. And I get that at least. And I get so down on myself. And then I pick myself up and be like, what are you worried about? But that is, like, a fear that constantly runs.
0: Wasn't that the number one, was that Maslow's number one need for humans? Connection and love,
3: isn't it? Uh, well, I, I first want security and security, and then... But it's very high up there, isn't I, it? I, I, well, I think
0: that, I don't know, they're just, yeah, connection uh, and, and uniqueness. Yeah. Hierarchy and or something like that, so mm. a, a yeah, I feel occasionally, so it's not just you. It's weird, but I do yeah, have no,
1: that fear. It's, <laughs> it's not weird at all, well, it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I think when you
3: think it's weird, then it will be weird. Yeah. But I think if you, if you think it's fascinating, mm. then it'll be fascinating. And when something's fascinating, that completely changes its yeah. energetic... Frequency from weird to fascinating. I believe that our job is to create the conditions to allow things to happen that we want to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? So to create the conditions. Uh, so how do you create the conditions to allow that? You probably don't want to meet a guy in a club. Probably the guy that you want to meet isn't no. isn't going, is going to be in a club. No. Where where will the guy be that, that you want to meet? Well, you know, and, and create the conditions to allow that to happen. So mm-hmm. what, will it be someone? Will it be online? Will it be at a book club? Will it
2: yeah.
3: be? Will it be uh, at a wine and cheese night? I don't know. You mm-hmm. know. Will it be at an art gallery? Will it be? You know, where where will where is it likely to be? Or will it just be out in the street? Will someone will someone catch your eye? And I mm-hmm. think I think if you open yourself up to the possibility. And All you have to do is accept the possibility that it could happen, yeah. So, accept, and once you accept the possibility that it could happen, that again changes your frequency. Okay. And what's likely to happen then is you'll start to see mm-hmm. things. Uh, Abraham Hicks has a class podcast on it's about the law of attraction. I don't really like the law of attraction, but she talks about that there is only attraction, mm-hmm. right? You can only, the, the, there is only attraction, that's that's all there is, and when. You, you will attract the energetic frequency that you're transmitting. Yeah. So if you transmit the energetic frequency that you're afraid that you're never going to meet someone, mm-hmm. what you will attract is the reality that you're never yeah. going to meet someone. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you can then put out the energetic frequency that it is possible that I will meet the well, right for time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible that I will meet the love the love of my life. Then that's the frequency you're you're putting out. But the thing is, and we Abraham Abraham Hicks was saying that 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 sense that there really is attraction. So if you are you know even sometimes holding on to the belief mm-hmm. that you'll never meet someone, that's what you're transmitting. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and if you can just let go of that. Yeah. And that's that's fear. Talk about fear. that That's fear. If you let go of that fear, yeah. Then you are more outgoing. You're more uh, you do more things. You enjoy mm-hmm. yourself more. Your 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 total energetic frequency yeah. shifts, and what will happen is you'll just smack bang into the person that you're meant to be with uh, and all oh, you have to do is let go of the belief yeah let go of the belief that it's not going to happen and um, that will enable you to create the conditions to make it happen uh, and I fucking guarantee you that if you do that within the next eight weeks or fucking in 12 weeks you'll be going on a date with somebody
1: oh oh it's in the there you go. <laughs> there you go yeah
3: dates out there
0: yeah. excellent I'm 15 years older than you and I still occasionally have that fear so it's not just you that's, that's nice to hear. <laughs> five, no, five years ago, that's because I never gave myself the chance. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, I had a, that was a huge dominating thought in my entire life revolved around that yeah. But not but meeting somebody. And um, still has got a bit of an effect occasionally. It crops up. But I remember talking to a guy and um, he went, James, how many people are there in the world? How many people are there? Seven and a half, eight billion? Mm. Many are female. Okay. And you're not going to meet someone? Yeah, but you have to leave yourself open to that chance. So I have relaxed it. Can't say hundred percent, but I have relaxed mm-hmm. it a hell of a lot more. It's not just you.
1: Yeah.
3: No, it's absolutely
0: not. Not just you thinks it. And then
3: there's all sorts of ideas about self-worth and value, absolutely. and appreciation, and and how you're how we are dictated to that we should look and should be mm-hmm. and should fit. Them. Is your hair shiny enough? or your eyes big enough? Is your and Nose round enough, do you know what I mean? Are yeah. uh, your teeth wide enough? You know, and yeah. how we can be, how we can be manipulated into believing that it's not shiny enough, and your eyes aren't big enough, and your, you know, and how that plays on, on our mind, and how that, mm-hmm. uh, and when you can just accept yourself for who you are, and think, fucking right, I want to meet someone. Uh, don't know when. Yeah. But but just hold hold it, hold the belief that that's going to happen. Yeah. You know uh, And another you know, if someone could say to you. I think I said this to James one time, but if I said you, Rebecca, person you're going to meet, love your life, you're going to marry them, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to have four kids, and everything is going to be honky dory right, I promise you, I can I can see the future, and you're going to meet that person in two weeks' time.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I can guarantee it, absolutely guarantee it, there's the key to that box, and all that you want in your life is in that box, and you can open it in two weeks. How would you live the next two weeks of your life?
1: I'd be like, right, this is going
3: to happen. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you said before, but money-wise, yeah, yeah it's yeah. class. All do is you your, just changing your frequency, just yeah. changing how, you're, how you act. And you will go through the next two weeks fucking skipping, mm-hmm. going, woo! You know? And yeah. when you have and hold on to that possibility, it might be two weeks, but it might be two months, it might be two years. Mm-hmm. But when you hold on to that, you just like, this is going to happen. And moreover, the person that you attract will be the type of person that... Meet you, yeah, you know, because if you go with that fearful thing, then what you're probably going to do is meet someone who's fearful, yeah. And if you're expecting someone to relieve you of that fear, then they may do initially, but when that doesn't go away or when that's still there after a a couple of years' time, then you're going to start resenting them because they haven't fixed the fear in you, yeah. The very person that you were looking to attract, you'll repel, yeah. I think you're a wanker you haven't fixed the fear that was in me, that was your job, you were meant to do that. Mm -hmm. And you haven't done it, so now yep. I don't like you. But I haven't told you you were meant to do it, so they didn't know. They didn't even know that they had to do a job, and you're resenting them for a job that they didn't know that they had to do. Yeah, and, that and do that's happened to me done.
0: all the time. <laughs> yeah. That happens to me all the time. You know, like yeah. Kevin? because I have had deep insecurity in mm-hmm. me, and I expect this girl to fix it. It's happened to me, yeah,
2: three times.
1: Chris is just crying here in the corner. What do you think?
2: I, I'm, I'm loving it. Keep Kevin from coming back.
3: and I and feel like you're getting a free and, therapy yeah. session here. You see that thing, you talk about flipping fear and stuff. I just love it. And Rebecca, the, the whole idea of, it was about it was about flipping two months ago, and I was doing a meditation meditation on emptiness. So it's a meditation on, on emptiness. Mm-hmm. So, so meditation on, on emptiness. And it's another kind of Buddhist theory. And, and what they do is they identify the object of negation. All right, and then they refute the object of negation.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Long story short, you kind of identify the object of negation is your mind and your body. And then you refute your mind and refute your body. So I'm not my mind, I'm not my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a collection of both. And I can't be neither. Because if they're not here, I'm not
1: here. Mm-hmm. So I'm not
3: my mind, I'm not my body, I'm not both joined together, and I'm not neither. So what the fuck am I? Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and what are you? What are you is, is an energetic state? And that energetic state to me is love, right? And so that was me. I was meditating and I thought, "Fucking Jim Morrison moment, find the secret of the universe. (laughs) Uh, So I am love, which is great. How do I exist? By expressing love. Mm -hmm. How does love exist? By witnessing its own expression. By allowing itself to exist. By witnessing its own expression. By seeing love. But for me to love, I need an object to love mm-hmm. because from my side I'm saying I'm not my mind I'm not my body I'm not neither I'm not both but I need someone to love so I need you to love I need to be able to love you which is great point number two Jim Morrison moment part of the secret universe so I am love and I need someone to love fantastic but if I am love and the only way that I can exist is to love then the same must be true for you mm-hmm. so you are also love and the only way that you can exist is to love mm-hmm. So if I don't allow you to love me, then I'm denying you the right to exist.
1: Okay. Are you with me? Mm-hmm.
3: Because I'm saying that you are love, and the only way that you can exist is by expressing love. Yeah. So if, if you try to love me,
1: and I don't accept
3: it, then I'm denying you the ability to exist. Yeah. So how can I say that I love you if I'm denying you the ability to love me? Because I can't love you if I'm denying your existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the secret is to love and be loved. Just love and be loved. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Just go out and love and allow yourself to be loved. And most people have a problem with the second part. Yeah. Most people have a problem with allowing themselves to be loved. And then you have to look at that. Why, how, how am, I, why am I not allowing myself to be loved? What, what is that? That's fear. Mm-hmm. You know fear of being loved. Fear of being rejected. Fear of being abandoned. And when you can remove those fears from your life, love and be loved Everything is fucking sweet. Yeah. And you just find that these things come into your life. They just they just be in your life. You just allow yourself to be loved. And that's in a platonic sense and in an intimate sense and with your friends and your colleagues. Just love and be loved. That's all you have to do. That's all your job is. That's the fucking secret of the universe. You know, that's <laughs> like say a Jim Morrison moment. Love and be loved and it seems so easy when you're sitting here on a podcast talking shit
1: mm-hmm.
3: when you go out into the world and you're faced with you say, rejection and, and fear and, and aggression and, and that's really really a tough thing to do but if you just stay strong and love love people and allow them to love you back just allow people to love you back or It's class porn's class and what we do here in Northern Ireland is you get a haircut and somebody says I not like your hair yeah. and you go I'm going to change it I don't, I don't really like it or, or I like your shirt oh TK Maxx for it's cheap TK the 4 again it's cheap and we're always denying other people's love Yeah. always denying their compliments and denying their thanks and just saying you know, we're always batting it back to them I and mean, you just learn uh, just to relax and allow people to compliment you and love you and just say thanks I like my hair as well I, I like my shirt too I really like this one I'm glad I got it mm-hmm. thanks very much you don't have to be a dick. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to be narcissistic or, or a wanker about it. But just allow yourself to love and be loved. So, what if your coffee's late there? So, what if somebody drives in front of your traffic? I don't
2: even know it's, what to say. Yeah, cock fucking levitate. <laughs> but it is. It's taken me fucking 45
3: years to, to get there, you know, and, and some days you're better at it than others. But mm. I think if you go out of your house in the morning ready to, to love and be loved. <sighs>
1: Sweet That's back. all you need. My mind is blown right now. <laughs> Chris, you just sitting here nodding your head, like, what? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's always good to talk to Kevin. Oh. Honestly, like, someone put a diagram of uh, uh, of Kevin. What, what it's like before talking to Kevin, your mind is all like, squiggly lines. Mm-hmm. On. And then what's it like after Kevin? And it's like, chill, chill. Hey, I'm thinking.
3: Thank you for saying that. I'm not going to do that thing that I just talked about earlier on. I'm not doing it. I'm batting it away. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's important to do your own work, though. It's oh, important to do you mean that's what we talked it's about it's in the previous important. podcast? It's important to do your own work. And we get fucking fed an awful lot of bullshit. Our, our whole capitalist soapbox moment coming on here. Our whole capitalist society is built on the premise of inducing fear in people and then selling them stuff to fix it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, when, when when is when are we ever enough?
1: Yeah. You know, when
3: when have you got enough? When when are you good enough looking? When are you thin enough? Or when are you tall enough? Or when are you brown enough or white enough? for fuck's sake. And that our whole our whole society is, is built to shame people and to make them feel fear. Yeah. You know, uh, what age are you? Twenty-five.
1: Twenty-five?
3: Yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sake. And you're talking about not meeting someone? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're only fucking twenty-five. <laughs> we are a child? I met my wife when I was twenty-five. Okay. Uh, met her in November 1999, moved in with her in April 2000, and the race, as they say, is history. When I was 25, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for fuck's sake, for <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, fuck's sake, uh, just let that go, Yeah, you know, just let that go, fucking
1: 25. I,
3: know. No, I feel, you know. I feel stupid now. No, Don't, 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 we're, we, we're, we're conditioned, we're conditioned to believe that, uh, uh, and there's nothing wrong with wanting someone. there's nothing wrong with saying, like, I would love to start my a family now. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's different from feeling a fear that I'm never going to meet someone. Yeah. They're too different, and even when you say them, they're energetically different. Mm-hmm. It's fine to want to start a family now. Absolutely. But you shouldn't feel a fear that you're never going to meet someone. You know, it's, uh or, or, or at least try to understand why you do feel that fear. Yeah, you know, uh, and accept that part, and end under a relationship with that part of yourself that that, that you're fearful around that. And it's it's fearful? is it abandonment? Is it rejection? Is it, And realize that there's a part of you that feels fearful of abandonment, mm-hmm. and enter into a relationship with that part and say
2: it's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you're only
1: twenty five. <laughs> oh,
2: uh, sick! better about it. <laughs> you no, know, that's really good. I, we all learned something
1: tonight. Did that was think
2: we have to end it there because that was but great. can I say <laughs> on Death as well there's a great movie I think I've recommended to you called Arrival. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Yeah. And um, watch it I'm not going to give away basically aliens come to Earth and the Earth automatically thinks oh they're coming to kill us but they're coming with a message and they're not going to ruin it for you. It revolves around death and life. It's a fucking class movie. So check it out. It's Bit of a this. tearjerker isn't it? Yeah, but it's just it's and you will love it, Kevin as well. You don't really watch movies, James, but it's a great movie on Good movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, missing top shelf. I'm a connoisseur. He he goes out and shop behind Castle Court. <laughs> we have to knock
3: to get in, you know. He doesn't have to knock. He's not gonna knock. He does <laughs> the secret. You do the secret handshake. <laughs> We have your order, sir. Facial yes.
2: recognition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always love whenever. Um, do you ever remember Dom Jolly, Trigger Happy TV? And do you ever remember he used to do oh, practical jokes oh, and everything? Yeah,
0: yeah, but he used to
2: like. You know, do you ever remember the game the big phone? Oh so, yes, I'm yes. at the cinema. But he used to like. There used to be like the the dirty shops. You like the. So he used to like watch someone go in, and then he get him a crowd of people wait outside. <laughs> and put big banners up and all of and everything banners up. I'd say thousand, thousand or hundredth customer. Today i you walk out and be all sad, and i the fucking shop. Oh
1: Jesus! <laughs> You've been mortified, wouldn't you? <laughs>
2: Anyway, yes, so, uh, just anyone at home more like. It's a brain it from and um, the is class mm-hmm.
1: on. So I think that's the end of it. Thank you very much, Kevin, for joining. That was like the best part coming uh-huh. in, and thanks to James as well, and thanks to Chris. So you can follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and any other podcast platform at grinenberg podcast you can also follow us on instagram at grinenberg podcast and I and you can email us anything any questions any advice at grinenberg podcast and I at gmail.com and that's it yay we don't want to grow up.